Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm Debbie Gardner McCullough. I'm a narrative and a communications coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. Every week, the Sage Sayers looks at tips and strategies for business communicators, and we interview interesting individuals from all around the world who found gifts, opportunities, and knowledge in challenging situations. This week, I'm offering some tips and strategies around addressing promotions, whether you're looking to rise in the ranks and looking for ways to tackle that conversation with the decision maker, or you're an entrepreneur like me trying to address rates with a vendor or a leading contract, whatever it is, going into that conversation with some strategy, some frameworks, and some courage can yield excellent results. We all can feel squirmy asking for something more than what we already have. But having these frameworks and these strategies to look and seem and feel fearless versus fearful really pays off. Step one, figure out what's scary in the first place. So if you're listening to this podcast and clicked on the title, something is spooking you about asking for your next move or the next rate, or the next role. So with your coach, or even through journaling, or even speaking with a confidant, unpack all of the negative emotions surfacing around this ask. If you're a practitioner of mental fitness like I am, then you know that anxiety becomes fear-induced. So what are those fears? Are you worrying about past mishaps penalizing you? Are you fearful that the boss or the decision maker doesn't view you as ready or worthy? Is it the actual message that's spooking you or specifics on describing and honoring the why? Why you need more, why you need this move, why you need this different rate? Whatever emotions come up, get curious about their origin. The folly in not addressing those fears is you'll appear fearful versus confident in your ask. You also leave yourself open to feeling a little triggered when or if the decision maker opens a can of worms that you've not yet addressed. Step two, time the conversation wisely. There's no really, truly excellent timing for asking for a promotion or an improved contract. But having strategy around the timing can increase your chances for yielding a yes. And that is what we are going for. So consider the following as you strategize on timing for this exciting and brave ask. You want to time the message soon after an undeniable win. That way, the decision maker, your audience, will see that you have leadership potential or you're worthy of whatever it is that you're asking for with fresh and familiar eyes. Traditional mindset states that if you're in a role and asking for a new one, you want to wait six months. Now, of course, break that rule if something really, really undeniably brilliant happened. But the conventional wisdom says wait six months into a new role before addressing a promotion. Research within your organization when promotions occur. If you're an entrepreneur listening to this podcast, research within your client when contract changes occur. There could be a cadence that you can tap into. If you're looking to rise the ranks and that is what the troubling conversation is, then you want to 
time this conversation at least two months prior. And know too that most promotions come from several versus one conversation. And you need time to add to your case. Here's another tip on timing. You want to notice the energy levels of your decision maker and time the ask to them at their peak energy levels versus low. Daniel H. Pink discusses in When, The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing, that we all hit a trough in our day. When we hit this trough, we're more error prone, we're more moody, we're more negative. So the point here, don't ask your decision maker for something new or more or ambitious when they're hungry, tired, or feeling foul for some other reason. Understand the cadence and the timing of their energy as you make your plan. Step three, establish a lead-in and make the ask. So now at this point, you've addressed your fears and you've determined the timing so you can segue into the conversation. When we deliver bad news either up or down the chain, oftentimes a buffer helps buffer the message. Well, the same can happen in a positive message like in a persuasive one like this one where you're asking for a better terms on a contract or a new role with better pay. So having a couple of intro phrases that you don't have to rehearse them, but have them ready to go can help make the segue feel smooth. You know the audience better than anyone, but I recommend the direct approach. And by that, I mean the brave approach. And that might include brief permission to discuss the potential of a raise or a changed contract and confirm that now is a good time. A brief statement declaring what it is that you want, the reasons why, and why now. Within that, you want to use plain and compelling language, no jargon here. And then make your brief request for insight from the decision maker on steps to get you there. When you ask this last component to your audience, You're empowering them to guide you and you also know what you can hash out in follow-up sessions. You might also want to hint to the audience prior to this first conversation, you want to discuss this progression or this changing of contract and terms within this meeting. The goal becomes avoiding any surprises so your audience has time to process things and then support you. A few small final tips and then I'll leave you be with promotions. When it comes to asking for more, most communicators I've coached want to sound confident, assertive, but not pushy, not arrogant, and certainly not entitled. Is that how you want to sound? If not, do write to me on how it is you want to sound so we can come up with some strategy together. But if it is the desired goal is to sound confident and assertive, but not pushy, then here are some ideas to consider. Step one, become grounded and calm before going into the meeting and even during the meeting. You might do PQ reps, short, brief intervals, using one sense at a time to help move your mind from the survivalist left part of your brain into the sage right part of your brain where you feel more peaceful and harmonious. So do some yoga, meditation, PQ reps, whatever it is 
to help feel more accepting of their outcome, more confident, and more peaceful too. You want to sound informed, and to sound informed, you want to go into the meeting showing what it is that you've done to warrant this contract change, these better terms, or the promotion. So come prepared. You want to be honest and vulnerable. Briefly open up why it is you feel you need these changes. And if there were mishaps or mistakes or blunders along the way, then briefly own up to those, but also volunteer what's changed to turn that ship around. Failure to address what might have gotten in the way of progress so far could mean that the audience tackles things in ways that hijack you. Stay open and curious. Share a little, then ask your audience, what do they think? What do they sense? What do they feel? You might share your opinion and then ask, what do you see? What is your vantage point? Finally, you want to stay spacious. Provide comfortable pauses for your audience to reflect and ponder. We always want to fill the space with nervous chatter, but really the power and that grounded confidence comes from holding the space. Step five, our final step. You want to persuade using emotions and logic. So as you're gathering your thoughts and coming up with your strategy and compiling your knowledge, your your reasons why the audience ought to say yes, look at this short list of reasons and see that you're using emotional and logical appeal. Logical appeal might include data, like increased sales or lower turnover under your guidance. Maybe you can point to some specifics on your achievements on a cultural front. Perhaps morale's gone up. Perhaps you've helped create a culture that's more comfortable with productive conflict. And successes of projects that you've touched or spearheaded. All great logical appeal. Emotional appeal might include your personal pride of what you've achieved where you've come from and where you are today and empathy and and vulnerability and saying, I'm really ready for this next level. You might share fear that an absence of promotion or a changing of contract might stagnate you, but caution there, avoid threatening your audience that you'll leave, but just gently mention that you're ready for this next move and without that next move, you're not sure how stimulated you'll feel. And joy of working within this team, this organization with this boss, or if you're the entrepreneur negotiating a change terms and contract, then how much you enjoy working with this contract, how much you've grown, how much your business has grown, and wanting to continue on with that success. These are examples of emotional appeal. And also the overarching theme here too, and I hope that's coming clear from today's podcast, is what's in it for your audience. So as you you gather specifics for your case, how does the organization benefit from you rising in the ranks or you renewing this contract? What's in it for them? Take some time and reflect on that idea so that you remain audience-centered. Now, you have five tips and strategies for raising a promotion or a better contract with your client or with your boss. So going in, hopefully you'll feel more confident and with that, hopefully win what it is you're going for. May the force be with you 
And if you want strategy or coaching around this first big ask, you can visit the show notes for my complimentary session on communications coaching or strategy, or you can check out my website at hangingrockcoaching.com. You've been listening to Debbie McCullough. This is The Sage Sayers. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll speak with you again next week. Bye for now.